on you again. All right, folks. Couch Guy Sports. Into the Triangle Podcast. I'm Al Nahigian. Co-hosting tonight with me, our producer, Liam Smith. No Jared Scally. Has a little bit of a fever. Wah, wah, wah. So he's not joining us tonight. So it's just me and you, Liam. How you doing, pal? Doing good. It's an honor to fill in for Jared, as always. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be, uh, I guess, get this, get the uh, spot on the depth chart raised up, huh? You know what doesn't make me happy, Liam? What's that? This Boston Red Sox team. Yeah, they're not very good, Al. No, they're not. They're 79-70. Their season's pretty much over. But before we get into all that, as always, go on couchguysports.com. Check out all of the writings that are on the website. I write for the website. Nick Qualia writes for the website. And a lot of other talented writers. There's a lot of good written material up there, so go check it out. Go check out the merch store. We might have some Into the Triangle merch coming soon, potentially. And if you haven't heard already, there's a big announcement. And we're going to tease it another week. Because you know what? Jared's not here, so we need Jared here for the big news. Need Jared for that one. Need Jared for the big one. We do have a sad announcement that we're going to make at the end of the show, but we'll skip to that later on. Let's talk about a little positivity. Let's do it. So with this Red Sox team, Liam, we know they're out of the race. We know that, you know, they're not making playoffs this year. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to have the chance to defend their World Series title in the playoffs. So some of you might be wondering, well, Al, Liam, and Jared, wherever the heck you are, probably in bed, you know, with a uh, ice pack over your forehead. Why should we still watch this team? Why should we even bother watching this Red Sox team? And I got to Sox team that they're playing. So if you still follow along, tonight the Red Sox are playing the San Francisco Giants in a series at Fenway. And one name that you might recognize, Liam, Mr. Mike Yastrzemski. You happen to know who that might be? Could you fill me in, Al? Oh, I can fill you in, Liam. He is the grandson of none other than Red Sox Hall of Famer and legend Carl Yastrzemski. He's actually a local boy, too, from Andover, Massachusetts. Played at St. John's Preparatory School in Danvers, Massachusetts. Went on, had a great college career. Went through the minor leagues, and now he's with the Giants. He's getting his uh, his chance. But what people aren't talking about either, Liam, is that there's another Massachusetts boy on this Giants team that came in tonight. I bet you didn't even know this either. Probably not. Let's hear it. So Chris Shaw, who is the DH tonight for the Giants, is actually a Lexington boy. Went to Lexington High School. I actually played against him in high school and in college. I'm sorry, high school and travel ball. He was a man-child. He was like 6'2", lefty hitter, big dude. I remember I played him twice. He hit, in both those games, he hit a line drive right at me where I, I kid you not, Liam, I stuck my glove here, just like right at my shoulder, and the how hard he hit the line drive whooshed my hand way back after I caught it. You made that's the play, though. I did make the play. I was fortunate enough I made the play. But that's how hard Chris Shaw hits baseballs. Chris Shaw, like I said, Lexington kid, went to BC for college, and now he's with the Giants as well. So if you want one reason to root for the Massachusetts boys, there you go. You can root for a couple of Giants when they're playing the Red Sox. That was a creative way to get everyone involved in the Red Sox, even though they suck, man. Cheering for the other team. Well, they are playing for the Red Sox, and obviously this is going to be the last time we see Bruce Bochy, who's going to be retiring after the season. So that kind of stinks. Fair. 
But with the actual Red Sox team, a couple names that I want to throw out there, Liam. Brock Holt. Brock Holt's had an amazing year. If you take out David Price's at-bats from when he was hitting in the National League, Brock Holt's leading this team in average. 316 average. Obviously, the home runs aren't great. Three home runs, 31 RBIs, but he's hitting an 810 OPS. So the thing with Holt is he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I think personally that they should be doing whatever it takes to re-sign him. Do I'm I on board with he, that. Do I think he's going to come back? Not necessarily. Have we given him but, enough reason? Are we going to give him enough reason? Uh, you should. He's been with you for two World Series titles now, 13 and 18. He's been with you through the down years, and he's been with you with the years that you won the AL East but didn't win the World Series. He's literally seen it all. This guy, he just he feels like he's a Red Sox for life. So why not? Bring him back on a short-term deal, like a two-year deal, and just keep him around. He's a utility guy, and he's proven he can hit. I love that. Like you said, he's seen it all, and he's seen it from pretty much everywhere on the field. You could basically rotate. You could rest every single player of the rotation minus the pitcher, or of the starting lineup minus the pitcher, and plug him in any spot if you wanted to. Uh, He's You you can't beat that uh, versatility, especially in today's game. When everyone no. specializes. Brock Holt can realistically play seven of the nine positions. Y- you don't see that anymore. You really don't. You see guys that are, you're lucky, like, yeah, an outfielder can play technically all three outfield positions, but you don't see a guy that can play the outfield and the infield yep. as well as Brock Holt does. So that's kind of fun to watch. Not, do you want another name, Liam? Another Let's reason to watch, maybe? Toss it out. How about Christian Vasquez? Love that how guy. About the year that, pure how, swing. How about the, pure swing? When he gets a hold of it, it goes about 500 feet. Career high in home runs this year. 21 home runs. I think the RBIs aren't great. For Vasquez, 65 RBIs, 781 OPS. But you know what? Who cares? He's proven that he's not just a defensive catcher anymore. He, he can do it both ways. Obviously, he can still throw runners out behind the plate and call a good game. But he's also adding the value of hitting to his game. And that's only going to help him. And that's only going to help this Red Sox team going into next year. Because you know what? If he can just stay at 270 and stay at 20 home runs and, you know, 70 RBIs to 80 RBIs a year, don't you take that for a catcher? You got to. And you got to think also his just his uh, pure ability, especially when it comes to calling spots and stuff, has got to be improving. Uh, we know Sandy Leone's always been better with the pitchers up to this point, but... Vasquez has got to be, um, you know, he's he's been around with these guys for a while. He's starting to learn these pitchers as well. So I think we're going to see a lot of defensive value from him as well this season. I'm sorry, but Sandy Leon couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's how That's bad true. of a guy he has. It, it, it's sad, but it's true. So you know what? With Vasquez, that's another another aspect to it. I mean, can you think of one, Liam? Can you think of one more aspect to watching this team? The redemption factor. Ooh, go on. Especially when you look at our pitchers. A lot of big names. A lot of hype to live up to that they did not live up to this past season. So, you know, this is really do or die. Do they shell up or do they come out and... uh, This is a career-defining season for guys like Sale and Price. Are they going to come out and be a shell of what they once were? 
or are they going to take this team on another run? You know you have the bats. It's all on the pitching. That's everyone we've talked to in the past couple weeks have said it's on the starting rotation lacking consistency. And then, you know, of course, the bullpen. Can't can't uh, argue that as well. But how many more guys are we going to bring in to change it? Probably not too many. It's We need some guys to uh, just, you know, a curve in performance, if you will. So the thing with that is, Liam, it's interesting you say that because I wrote an article today, not for Couch Guy, but for the other website that I write for. Three potential names to look out for for next year as far as bounce-back years for the Boston Red Sox. Can you name them? I'll give you I'll give you the positions. An outfielder, starting pitcher, and a reliever. Three You're saying bounce-back years for current? That are on the team currently. And we'll probably be back next year. Actually, scratch that. We'll be back next year. Okay, outfielder. Left-handed hitter. I'm going to say Ben Attendee, but... Yep, he was my number one. He was my number one, so you got one out of three. Starting pitcher, lefty. Sale. Yep. And then finally, right-handed reliever. This one you might not get right away. Huh. Is Heath Embry right-handed or left-handed? And do we even still Embry, have him? Heath Embry is right-handed, but it's not Embry. I'll give you a hint. His last name starts with a B. So you got a one out of two shot to get this one. Oh, it's just not going to come to me now. Barnes? You want me to... Not Barnes. Barnes <laughs> is a lefty, right? Barnes is a... No, Barnes no, is a now, now we're just dissecting my bullpen knowledge here. Uh, <laughs> they haven't given me enough to learn about them. Let's be honest. How about Ryan Brazier? Brazier. That's fair. I liked him when we, uh, as our interim closer, if you will, for this shitty season. I, I mean, we were on, we were both on board with that. Yeah. We, I think Jared was too at one point. We were all on board with it. And then he gets sent down and he comes back up. He had one of the worst seasons that he's had. Last year, he was lights out. You, he would come in and you weren't worried with Brazier on the mound, which is weird to think about now. It's amazing what one year can do. But with Ryan Brazier, What's amazing is, you want to guess what his ERA was this year? What's that? Uh, you're not going to like it. It's not great. Try uh, 5.44. Ooh. Not uh, the first number you want to see on the stat sheet. So in conclusion, a couple guys going to seek out to have a better year in 2020 than this year in 2019. And we can watch the end of a couple good seasons and guys like Vasquez and Brock Holt and you know other guys we didn't talk about like Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers. So there's still a couple reasons to watch. Not many, but still a couple. Moving on, because this is going to be a very short episode. Obviously, last week, Liam, we talked with Jared about the David Ortiz situation where he threw out the first pitch after the Dave Dombrowski firing. Sam Kennedy actually came out today. There was an article on Nesson.com written by Michael McMahon. I think I'm saying that name right. Not sure, but whatever. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. I'm not good with words anymore. It, it's 7.40 at night. I'm done being good it's with tough. words. It is. So Sam Kennedy basically came out and said, I understand that it was seen as a distraction. But the reason it happened that night was because David Ortiz wanted it to happen. So I guess fair. it's it's a fair point, but doesn't it seem sort of forced? Like, what is Ortiz really going to say? Uh, no, man, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah, Boston, it seems fishy. But I'm not going to do it, and I'm not trying to make fun of David Ortiz. I was trying to sound like that. That was a good impression. That was fair I enough. Was, I, I he did him justice. 
I thought it was okay. But the mannerisms were good. I, you know what? I, I tried it with all my heart, and that's all that matters. You gotta try. That's it. So, the thing is, like I said, if you were in David Ortiz's shoes, would you say no? I mean, no. Message? You can't. And Exactly. If, and, I, and I wouldn't either. And you're probably put in this position where you've already gone through it a million times in your head, but you know everyone else is still thinking about it. So it's got to help with the recovery process, mentally especially, to just be like, hey, uh, reappear in Boston. You know you know, people are begging to see you again, so just get, a, get that out of the way and get back to um, getting your mental state back to perfect health. Well, apparently, too, it was because they want to protect Ortiz so people don't come after him, like, you know, whatever. They, like, they declined putting it out to the public for a couple days to protect him. He's in Boston. He's home. Yep. He, he ha- he's going to have 24-7 surveillance all around him. He's going to have the best bodyguards in the business with him after all that happened. So I don't think you really need to protect him. I think you were trying to protect yourselves a little bit. Yeah, and it, the timing was odd. It it aligned pretty yeah. closely with uh, <laughs> the Dombrowski firing. So not uh, yeah, and we, and we discussed that last week too. Like it, you know, you fire Dave Dombrowski, and then a day or two later, Ortiz comes into the picture. Like, come on, Red Sox PR, let's do a little bit better. I know you're trying to get rid of pe- bad publicity, but you know what? Take this like men. Take it on the chin, and just admit it was a lost season. If you want, like I said, if you want to bring Ortiz back. For the end of the season, fine. Do it the last home game of the year. That's a great way to go out. Last home game of the year, you're not making playoffs. Maybe you win the game, but you have Ortiz healthy and ready to go. All good. I, I'm on board with that. But to do it right after a bad publicity stunt, and it's not even a publicity stunt, but to fire Dave Dombrowski during the night of the Patriots banner yeah. ceremony and all that stuff, like it, it just all interferes. And you know what? I don't know about you, but to me, it just. It was a little. It should have been better than it actually was. Yep, and I and I was glad. Um, this past week I've seen Ortiz, uh, talking about it a little more. He's done a couple interviews, uh, talking about the shooting, and um, it seemed like he was able to do those interviews on his own terms. Uh, and I I think that's good for him, and it's it's good that he's able to revisit it and talk about it. Um, you know, I don't think we'll hear much more of it in the coming weeks. I think that's pretty much it for this story. Uh, unless some crazy conspiracy about why he was shot comes out again. But I think that's all stupid. Um, you know, the stories that he got shot, that's what happened. Screw everyone else making more out of it. Uh, good to see that he's in good spirits back in Boston. And, uh, you know, seems very uh, healthy and social in these past couple interviews, which is, you know, after something crazy like that happens, you never know how someone's going to react. But it seems like he's bouncing back just fine. He definitely is bouncing back, and I agree. He's healthy. He's social. He's kicking it around Boston. He's the same Dave Ortiz we know and love. So, anyways, we'll move on to one final topic, and then we have one announcement to end the show on a little bit of a sad note. But, you know, stuff, stuff happens. The GM search, obviously, still continuing. Uh, Mike Hazen. I believe his name is Hazen, yep. Hazen, H-A-Z-E-N. Diamondbacks guy. Yep. Diamondbacks guy. Signed an extension with the Diamondbacks, so he's out. A lot of people are saying Eddie Ramiro is a logical choice. Local guy. Has had affiliation with the Red Sox organization in the past. There are a couple other names. J.P. Riccardi's been out there. One name I think that people don't realize could be as much of an option as it actually could be 
is Theo Epstein. Because Epstein, obviously, he's having a falling out with the Cubs in the sense that the Cubs have gone downhill every year since their World Series year in 2016. And honestly, it'd be a great story. And I think he would love to come back to a market that has a lot of money to spend. Yep, agree with that. And, well, I mean... As soon as Dombrowski's fired, of course, it pops into a Red Sox fan's head. Like, oh, it's Theo. Maybe Theo. What's going on with him and the Cubs right now? Uh, and then, of course, I see the articles. Oh, would Theo Epstein be a good fit? And I don't want to buy into it, but the more I think about it, the more I love it. Uh, how could you not love it? He He's perfect for our given situation. We need to rebuild our farm system and get some pitchers. He's, uh, he's a good fit for that. Um, otherwise, I... I really like the Diamondbacks option. Now that's gone. Uh, we've got this kind of a quartet, if you will, of that's executives. Not huh? That's not, that's, that's not going to last. That's, yeah. That's oh, no, not at all. But they're, we have them, you know, they're they're currently running the operation. And there's some interesting names in there. Pardon me if I'm getting this wrong, but a lot of uh, people talking about uh, – Raquel Ferreira, maybe Rachel Ferreira. I could be putting a little too much on that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a name. And she, you know, it's interesting for sure because she's been with the team a long time. A lot of players, including Mookie and uh, Xander, say they look up to her and have always um, – she's always been there uh, when they needed her. So, you know, you got to appreciate that. Um, I have seen in her – her track record's pretty unproven. I think of the people there, she's – been there the longest if not the second longest of those four uh but it seems like she's more behind the scenes uh and and that's where she thrives and because of that you know that this gm spot they're going to be catching a lot of heat so i think you defer to someone like romero if you're going to promote from within no matter what whoever the choice is there's going to be some sort of turmoil it's going to be some sort of conflict some sort of negativity there's no perfect candidate at this point. So it's going to be an, an interesting offseason to see who the GM is going to be. But if nothing else, that's it for Red Sox topics. We do have one announcement that we do want to make as far as the future of the show goes. Uh, Liam, this is your announcement, so I'm going to let you take the floor. Yeah, um, so it's been an awesome run in my first season with the End of the Triangle podcast. Great to... Uh, team up with Al and Jared, share our love for the Red Sox. Uh, but sadly, other uh, conflicts, one being a day job that fucking blows. Hopefully no one hears that. Uh, and the second being an opportunity with another sports website, uh, Student Union Sports, um, a site I've been affiliated with since I was in college. Uh, so I've, I've been offered an opportunity with them that I really can't refuse. So I'm, I'm having to hopefully just for now, shift out of the producer role with the End of the Triangle podcast uh, till I get everything running smoothly uh, with Student Union Sports. And then, you know, it'll be something I can revisit uh, rejoining the End of the Triangle family. For now, though, um, I'll definitely still be texting Jared now all the time, giving my input on the shows, maybe maybe a special guest every once in a while. Uh, if you... Maybe I'll throw him some edits. You'll, you guys will see. You'll, you'll know if I've um, had a part in anything. I'll be sure to put my Twitter handle on there. Uh, but really, that's it. Um, not Nothing crazy, uh, but just a great opportunity that I have with Student Union Sports. Um, if you like college football, that's your place. Check it out. 
Uh, but otherwise, I will still be uh, into the triangles. Number one fan, the twelfth man, if you will. Love it, and I can't speak for Jared, but I think he would agree with me when we say Liam's always going to be a member of the Into the Triangle family. He's always welcome back to be our producer. Always welcome back to make a guest hosting role, whatever he wants. We're happy to have him. So it's sad. I appreciate that, Al. Of course. Sad Tearing up over go. here, man. <laughs> Don't tear up. We have another show to do after Ooh. this. But show never stops. The grind never stops. But obviously, Liam, always welcome back anytime. We will miss you, but the show is going to go on. We're going to find a new producer, whether Jared has to do it for a couple episodes or we find somebody. I think Liam has said that he's been in contact with somebody. So we'll see what happens with that. But there are some changes coming. Next man up. Next man up. Hopefully for the better. Not that Liam wasn't great because Liam is a great producer. And I highly suggest that if anybody's looking for content production or anything, Liam's the guy to go to. Go check him out. Ask about him. And he's very fair with pricing and everything with me. So I I can't say nothing but good things about Liam Smith. Appreciate it, Al. No problem. But if nothing else, like I said, go to the CouchGuySports.com website for all the latest articles merch check out the other podcasts we have some great podcasts couch guy hollywood into the rafters the couch guy sports podcast with nick qualia and our co-host jared scally so go check all those out but if nothing else that's liam smith who will still be on another episode or two before he leaves this isn't his final episode just to be clear you'll have me till october till october i'm down to hear you signing off see you next week go red Sox. take it easy The trap you